is Multinew Media. Hi everyone, I'm Chase Raz, and this is episode 45 of Multinew Media. This week, I'm sitting outside with someone who hasn't been on the show uh, recently. You're on the show, hopefully, uh, more frequently in the future. But I am sitting with the one, the only, Christopher Woodward. Yes, or, or some people like to think of me, the other Chris. So. <laughs> the, the other Chris. Uh, that's right, because Chris Ayers is on the show uh, quite frequently. Um, he's out of town, though, right now on a honeymoon, so we're, we're holding down the fort. It's kind of like, what was it, Dick Sargent and Dick York on I Dream of Genie or something like that, where... You know, you weren't quite sure which one you were watching half the time. But. I'm going to admit, I have no idea. I don't even get that reference. You don't even get the I Dream of nope. Genie reference? Oh, I never watched I Dream of Genie. The, the, just, little... to, just to give a total tangent now, the, um, the male lead on the show was, uh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't I Dream of Genie. It was, uh, what was the other one? Bewitched. That was the show. Before Bewitched. my time. So for, before my you, time, you would too. have had to watch them in syndication. Oh, totally! It was yeah. rerun, rerun city. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. I'm sorry, not I Dream of Genie. Stop the hate mail. It was Bewitched, where the lead character was played by a person named Dick Sargent, and then after a season or two, was replaced by somebody named Dick York, and it was one of those Dick Sar, you know, Dick Sargent, Dick York, and if there was an old Wayne's World joke, Sergeant York, and it all ties uh, together. You know what? That actually makes sense now. Yeah. I never had any idea what they were talking about. I've clarified a Wayne's World joke. And, and with that, we could probably, probably just close the show. Probably some of our listeners are sitting here thinking, Wayne's World, what's that? It's before their time for, for some of them. So uh, that's something we're just going to have to deal with. But we are here today because, Christopher, you came up with a really good topic that uh, I told you I have been stalled out on topics recently. Uh, as I mentioned on the show, I think a week or two ago, I've been working on so many projects that my mind is an absolute mess. And you said, hey, what are we going to talk about? I said, uh, I don't know. And you came up with this great idea. So what, what are we here for today? Well, what we're going to talk about today is tech tools for small business. Uh, obviously, we have quite a few entrepreneurs that listen to what we do. And no matter what field you're in, when you're a small business, you know whether you're starting your business or continuing your business, there's certain tech tools that help you. We're always looking for those shortcuts because of the two most valuable resources in any business, time and money. Anything that can save you some time and save you some money, you're going to go after. And obviously, there's some tools that should be a given at this point. If you're running a small business uh, and you're not using some sort of cloud storage tool or organization or productivity app or uh, you know email marketing or marketing automation type tools, things like that, social media content tools, uh, some of these are no-brainers. You're putting a whole bunch of them in here. That you're, how long is your list? This is supposed to be a top five, right? We are going to do a top five. But, okay. but I just wanted to give the broad out wow. there before we get to specifics. Wow, packing them in. Uh, because there's just there's a lot out there for small businesses to consider. But the challenge here was for us to pick a top five tech tools. And by tech tools, obviously, we're referring mostly to uh, software. But we could also be referring to hardware here as well. Um, so the top five tech tools that you and I would, would suggest if somebody came to us and said, hey, I'm starting up a business, what should I have? So, Christopher, if I'm starting up a business, what should I have? Well, the first item that I'm going to throw out there, my, my first item on my list, is going to be probably one of the most kind of obvious uh, or maybe a duh moment for some people, but I'm going to bring up Google Drive. Uh, obviously, you know, when it comes to organization and productivity, Google Drive allows you to access your files, 
obviously on the web, hard drive, on the go, what have you. But there's just so many items within there that you can create without any additional software, without any additional cost. If you have a free Gmail account, you have access to Google Drive uh, and the spreadsheets and the file folders. You can create polls. There's so many things you can do within Google Drive. Store so much there. It's just, to me, again, I know it's an, oh, that's obvious answer, but to me, it's a no-brainer. When you're starting off your small business and you have limited resources financially, here's something that's 100% free, offers you a lot of different, and oh my goodness, usability, easy to use. So Google Drive is on my list. Again, there's so many other, you know, productivity apps out there and organization and things like like Trello and Basecamp and Asana, all these different things that people like to use now. But and to Yammer me, and Podio and on and on and Evernote, on. Expensify, yeah. you know, again, the laundry list is there. But to me, Google Drive, if you're starting out your small business, here's an opportunity for you to get a lot out of something that costs you nothing. I agree. And I'm going to piggyback with my first selection uh, directly on top of that. I figured you were going to pick Google Drive and Google Docs and that whole suite. And so I naturally went where most people would accuse me of going anyway, and I went to Microsoft. Uh, My first pick is Office 365, and I mean a couple of different things by that. Um, Just like you were mentioning, Chris, that um, there are so many things you can do with Google. The same story is true with Office 365. So some people may think, well, I don't have the budget for Office 365, so I'm going to go with with Google Docs and Google Drive. But the thing is, if you have a Microsoft account, just like you said, if you have a Gmail account, if you have a Google account, if you have a Microsoft account, you have OneDrive to some degree. And with OneDrive, you have Word and Excel online, uh, PowerPoint online, and a couple of different services. So all of that, whether it's the personal free accounts or whether it's home accounts or whether it's business accounts, I'm lumping all of that into Office 365 as sort of an equivalent to Google's uh, services. So Word and Excel, I mentioned those. Those are just absolutely like, – listen, if I had to pick five tools and uh, Office 365 were not a suite and Office itself were not a suite as a part of that, I'd spend probably three picks just on Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. So the fact that Word, Excel, and PowerPoint are wrapped into Office 365 along with Exchange, right? Having good email, it's not enough. You can't be on Pop and IMAP anymore. You need to be on Exchange or, or, uh, or Gmail or some other type of system that's going to archive and synchronize your mail. So uh, the Office productivity tools, Exchange, OneDrive, like I mentioned before, SharePoint, and why not? Skype for Business because Skype for Business is not necessarily the best meeting tool. Uh, the rec- I mean, the recording tool for me is crashing every time I try to use it, but uh, that's just sort of a modern bug. But if you don't have the access to go buy a, a Citrix or a GoToMeeting or um, any of the other competing services, you can at least use Skype for business. And in the business plans, Office 365 is included. So we seem to have started in the same place. And again, it makes sense. And, and a great point that you put up there, the ability to sync and use different devices uh, often, when you're starting up a small business, you're using what you have, your current smartphone, your current computer or tablet or whatever device you have. The ability to use something that you can seamlessly go from one device to another, not have to figure out, oh, how do I install this? How do I move this? You know, Again, ease of use, being able to sync up different devices, again, saving you time. 
taking that effort. You're trying to build a business. You should not spend your time building your business worrying about how you're going to control it or keep track of it. That should be a given. I mean, that, so. yeah, that bends up your entire job. You would never do what you set out to do with a business. I mean, these, these management details, I think so many of us get onto ourselves of, oh, I really need to do a review of this or I need to figure out my system for something else. Well, uh, other times you just need something in place, whether it's what you exactly love or not. Maybe you don't love Google Docs. Maybe you don't love Office 365. But the question I guess I'd have for that type of person is, well, what else are you going to do? I mean, build a system from scratch and use paper and pencil and, uh, you know, I don't know. Fax machines. Fax machines. Uh, and while people Google what a fax machine is right now, I'm going to tie that into my next pick. And for my number four pick, I kind of cheated a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm doing an either or kind of situation here. Um, and I'm going to talk about Square, QuickBooks, or FreshBooks. So I'm, I'm doing an either or here. What I'm talking about is finances. And I'm talking about accounting. Entrepreneurs need to know how to handle, okay, your billing, your revenues, your income, especially startup costs. Where am I really in that valley of death as I start up my business? How do I keep track of that? And something you just mentioned, you're trying to build your business. If you spent your whole day basically being your own treasurer and your own accountant and your own tax manager, everything else, again, where do those hours go? These softwares are out there. They're available to you. And for the record, Square is not just a credit card reader. A lot of people think Square, they go, oh, yeah, I just plug into my phone, it's a credit card reader. Square will, again, handle things for you, create your invoices for you, track things for you. Again, obviously, a hallmark of making your business successful is going to be getting paid and getting paid on time. Yeah. Having software in place to help you with your accounting, with your bills, and everything else, again, takes that that burden off you, takes that stress off you. Again, you're trying to push your product, your service, come up with creative ways to market that. Do you really want to be spending three or four hours a week or sometimes a day totaling up your, your invoices, yeah, totaling up your orders? Manual entry of you know, credit card orders see, after the fact. Seeing, seeing who, who paid you when and who you need to follow up with. So again, I kind of bunched them all together, so I cheated. But some form of accounting, financing, software. And again, I mean, QuickBooks is kind of the hallmark that everyone thinks about. I think for small business, that's where everybody's mind goes. Yeah, I mean, is Peachtree still around and things like that? I, you know, I'm, I'm not really in the accounting field. But um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback here again. Again? again. So uh, let me put a bit of a tangent and a disclaimer. Um, the, the tangent and the disclaimer are the same thing here. But let me put one in. Uh, I didn't think we were going to overlap on these lists and we're getting some overlap, but the great thing is we're getting good overlap, not the, Hey, you stole my, my thing that I sat and thought of for 30 minutes. It's you bring up a really good point that I didn't think about. And, uh, one thing is if anyone's wondering what we're thinking about right now, it's, uh, hearing planes land into Orlando, Orlando international airport. Uh, so if you hear that, that in the background, my apologies, throwing me off a little bit. But what I'm piggybacking off of is you mentioned Square. Now, I'm not listing Square specifically, but one item on my list is mobile credit acceptance. The ability to accept payment, especially debit and credit cards, maybe e-check depending on the service you can get, accepting payments anywhere. So first of all, I have three points on this and I've itemized them. This is sad. The first point is there is no excuse period, to not accept a payment on the go. We have PayPal here. We have Square. You can go into Staples and Office Depot and get white label branded 
credit card uh, readers for your phone and tablet. So no excuse. Also, if you don't have a merchant account currently, this gives you the ability to accept things uh, that you couldn't normally. You, you know, with just a bank account, you can accept a check and what else? Cash. Great. Right? But what about someone asks, can you accept a credit card? Can you accept a debit card? Again, no excuse. Now you can. You, you, of course, you're paying higher rates than you do on most of your merchant accounts. But a lot of us in small business, unless we're retail, unless we're restaurant, unless we're very customer facing, maybe we're B2B and we don't think of these needs, uh, we're willing to pay a little bit higher of a transaction rate in that off chance that we need to accept a credit card. Now, the third point that I had outlined here of maybe you do have a merchant account, maybe you are a restaurant or a retail or whatever, and you find yourself out in the world and someone wants to pay you for something and you say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have my setup, it's at the store. Can we go to the store? Yeah, I happen to have a widget with me right here and you want to buy it. Well, now this mobilizes your business. You can move it anywhere. Uh, transactions on the go at any point in the planet. Bottom line, I think I can sum this up with that first point I made, though. There are no excuses for not accepting credit card, debit card at any point on the planet where there's an internet connection. I agree. It's one of those you're then you – know, we keep talking about making time for your business. Well, this goes into making money for your business. You will lose sales if you don't have this. You will. There is no guarantee that that person you were just talking to is going to call you back the next day or yeah. come by the next day. You know, you could easily lose sales, especially if you're in the kind of business – and you see this all the time now, especially with conventions. People oh, yeah. are, are not just arranging the deals. They're sealing them and making the payments right there on a the convention floor. You private, don't want to be the companies in the tech field have private rooms that they reserve to bring people in and wheel and deal and get contracts signed. It's it's you're right on the you're right on the pulse there. You get it done now. You don't have a handshake and a promise and we'll get it done next week and my people yeah. will call your people. Let me talk to my VP who's going to naysay everything I come back with and kill every deal. Get it signed. It's happening right now. Uh, and speaking of what's happening right now, if I can pull another segue here to to my third pick. Uh, and this one is more, I, I think, in tune with a lot of, of our listeners. Obviously, if you're running a business today, you, it's almost expected that you'll have some sort of social media presence out right. there. I agree. Uh, to that end, and again, I know many people who listen to this are, are, are whizzes, or at least self-proclaimed whizzes when it comes to handling their social media. But or they're some, like me and think they are and fail horribly. No, I'm some sort of social media or content tool is needed. And, and my preferred social media content tool for, for a small business to use, is the super popular right now Hootsuite. Uh -huh. uh, of course, there's some people that like Sprout, that like TweetDeck, that like Scribble Live. Again, preferences. Uh, I find Hootsuite does. But some sort of platform to manage your social media accounts, more importantly, maintain them, make sure they're kept current, and make sure that they actually reflect each other. Mm -hmm. There is nothing to me more embarrassing than having a business where if you go on their Facebook page, you see one perspective. Mm -hmm. You go and follow them on Twitter and they're talking about a totally different promotion or product. Or well, see, there's it gets an to the idea. point where, where, where almost it feels like you're looking at a different company. Right. When you're controlling them all through something like Hootsuite, 
you not only can maintain all those accounts, keep them current, but make sure that there's a flow to them, that they all make sense and they all complement each other. Well, okay, that makes sense. What I was going to say a little bit earlier, though, a couple of seconds ago was, you know, right before we met up today, I was delivering a class and we were talking about this same issue, but from a slightly different vantage point. Um, A student had mentioned, well, we can use an aggregator like Hootsuite or something else and we can we can just distribute, you know, the message out to all of our networks. And it's kind of like, wait, 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 hold up. You don't want to do that, right? So at first I thought you were saying, okay, we want to display the same message everywhere, which we don't want to do because why follow someone on Twitter if you can get that same Oh, no, you don't want to be a mirror. Right. But at the same time, you do want to make sure that your communications are in line. Now, why I was giving the self-deprecating humor before is because everything you're talking about doing wrong is exactly how I run multimedia right now. We just focus on the podcast and, you know, we don't do anything with the blog nothing with social media at this point because for us at this particular time it's all about um the auditory content so i'm kind of just you know picking on ripping us a little bit uh but but i see your point and that's a really that's a really good one content content management um especially of your social networks people don't think of their social networks as content but that's something they should start doing it's going to end up driving your business because it's going to bring you new customers because one of the first things they're going to do is see if you have a presence on social media. So that could end up being the difference between them further pursuing you for their needs or going with someone else. Now, if the sun doesn't go, by the way, again, we're sitting outside in beautiful Orlando and if the sun doesn't go behind clouds in a moment, we may have to pause and move tables. But uh, before we do that, I'm going to transition over to my next pick, I think, right? That, that summed up your, yeah. I kind of cut it short there for you. Sorry about that. Um, I'm going to go not quite old school. You mentioned you mentioned fax machines earlier. Don't laugh at me like that. I'm not going to mention a fax machine, just sort of. I think every small business needs an all-in-one printer, right? So by all-in-one, we're talking a three-in-one or a four-in-one. The difference between a three-in-one and a four-in-one, of course, is fax. So I don't care if you have that anymore. Just email everything. Scan it to a PDF. But scanning is the point. We need to scan. We need to copy and we need to print. Every small business needs that functionality, and I think it's something that gets overlooked a lot. Um, I, you know, I don't care if you go out and get a low-cost inkjet, uh, as long as it can hold up the, the the quantity your business needs to do. I don't care if you get laser. You know, that's going to be a price and and uh, quantity issue for for uh, each individual business. But you do need an all-in-one device. Do you want to move over to the other table? We can if you want. So if you're experiencing a little bit of a uh, uh, feeling of a time warp right now, that's because you just had one. Christopher and I moved tables to get out of the Florida sun. It's still this. It's still spring, right? I think it's we're still, still in the spring, spring technically, yes. but we don't know what spring is here in Florida, and it was getting pretty hot out in the sun. I just wrapped up talking about an all-in-one printer, uh, the need for businesses to have that, and I think we we're about ready to switch back over to Christopher's next pick. Before I do that, though, I just want to mention, because you, you kind of made fun of yourself there saying how you know, a printer and, and archaic, but again, sometimes the obvious answers are the ones that people ignore. And if you're starting up a small business, a thing like a wireless router, a thing like a network server solution, um, these are the kinds of things, you know, obviously some sort of computer, you know. Right. Um but again, you want good equipment. And obviously when you start up, a lot of people have that attitude of, I'm just going to use what I have now. But at some point, you want to upgrade those kinds of things. And even something as ridiculously simplistic as an external hard drive. You know, you yeah. want to back up everything. Uh, you know, and again, it's one of those situations where 
many people listening will probably go, oh, that's so obvious. But I guarantee yeah. you there are plenty of small businesses right now that have everything in the cloud and feel very confident, but they don't back anything up. Or the other side, they have things in the cloud and they're starting to outpace the free tier or because they're a business, they're being ushered out of the free tier kindly. And, you know, it's not that you have to go and spend all of this money. Listen, I, I love that the cloud is increasing. I, I encourage you to support cloud-based businesses. But at the same time, an external hard drive um, for most small, business, small businesses is going to give you ample backup without having any type of fee other than just the time uh, and effort to manage it. So I guess we'll go back to my list now. Yeah. And uh, my number two pick. Uh, and once again, I'm... I'm Kind of hedging it here. I'm going to give you more than one. Uh, but whether you're using Salesforce or Sugar CRM or Nimble or Act, whatever, some sort of customer relationship management tool is needed, especially as your business grows. Wow, I'm really glad I took that off my list at the last minute. You did? Oh, I good. did. So I, I can get it in there. You can still make any points you want to make now about them. Uh, to me, again, when you're early and you're starting off, you think, okay, I can handle everything. My, my customer base is small. Uh, but hopefully you're going to grow. That's the point of running a business. You don't want to stay small forever. Uh, and as you grow, a good, solid, you know, again, there's so many great companies out there now that will help you develop CRM solutions that will provide different kind of, you know, business software um, and help you figure out ways to uh, organize your customer details, increase your productivity, and ultimately help you get better results. Uh, and it's interesting. So many uh, people I know who are entrepreneurs and whatnot don't even know what CRM is still. It's almost become That's a true, new thing yeah. to them. But as soon as they become educated to it, they realize how helpful it's going to be for them and their business. And, you know, oftentimes we see people who also think CRM is going to be several hundred dollars per month per user. You know, Salesforce, their basic level, you can get a seat for what, about 12 $12, $15 a month. There are free and open source um, uh, CRM providers. So, you know, I really don't have any more to add, even though this had been on my list, except for the fact that I'm not a, I'm not the type of person that believes opportunity is once in a lifetime. I think opportunities present themselves over and over and over. And sometimes, at least this is my experience, if you turn your uh, turn your head against an opportunity, if you turn a blind eye to one, Sometimes it sneaks back up and says, hey, no, I was serious. I want you to do this, right? It's almost, uh, I don't want to say life or karma or whatever. I don't want to spiritualize this. But it just, you get that feeling that there are many opportunities in life. And so my point is, if you're not running CRM as a small business from almost the onset, or maybe not day one, but day 10, right? From that point, what types of opportunities are you missing out on that you could potentially, potentially be leveraging? You know, three, six, nine months down the road, five years down the road, at some point, you're going to look up and say, okay, growth has been good. Even if you have stellar growth, you're going to think, how can I keep this growth going? Or how can I increase the growth? At some point, that conversation is going to happen within your business. And CRM, great way to leverage those opportunities and know that they exist for when you need them. I know I'm selling the long pitch there, but just something else to think about. So now that we've done my, my number two pick, which did not make your cut, what is your number two? Well, okay, so here's the thing. You're, you're going in some type of order. I'm, I'm not necessarily. I'm not that organized at the moment, and I think I've been pretty transparent about that on the show over the past couple of weeks. I'm, I'm just not that organized these days. That's but why you need a, a good CRM system. I, I do. So let's see. We've mentioned productivity. I talked about all-in-ones, uh, credit. Okay, so 
My next one, and this one is maybe a little bit out of the expense range of some small businesses, especially one-person, two-person, three-person entrepreneurial ventures. And uh, where I'm going to take this is I believe you need a pro tablet with pen and keyboard. Let me pause. Let me step back. And let me say, yes, you need whatever computers are going to power your business. I'm saying that you need this in addition to all of the computers you already knew about. Now, maybe you only need one if you're a one-person business, or maybe you only need one if you're a 10-person business, you know, one shared throughout an entire restaurant or an entire retail store. But here's the thing. If you find yourself traveling, do you really want to have to go out and have a computer and a laptop and a smartphone and, and every form factor? Now, it seems like you're buying in and saying, oh, okay, I don't want to do that, so I'll get a tablet. But didn't I just convince you to add one more form factor? Right, so why? Why a pro tablet? I don't care if you're like me and get a Surface Pro. I don't care if you get an iPad Pro. I don't care if you get you know, the Google equivalent, uh, the Pixel C. What I'm after in a pro tablet, again, operating system doesn't matter. I'm after the ability to type when I want to type, use touchscreen when I want to use touchscreen, and while most touchscreen laptops can get you to that point, what I'm really interested in is I want to be able to write or draw when I need to write and draw and I don't necessarily always have a printer around. What if you have a PDF invoice and you just need to take a quick note of it? What are a lot of us going to do? We're going to go to our computers at the office. We're going to print that out. We're going to physically mark up, right? We're talking small business. We're not going to draft a new document and send it back. We're going to mark it up in red or blue ink, scan it back in and email it. My whole point here is why not just have a device where you can do keyboard input, you can do mouse input, you can do touchscreen input, and you can also do pen input. Now, some people can get away with doing that on their phones if they have large enough phones and they have the programs that accept pen or stylus input. But I, I really advise people for a pro tablet or to think about a pro tablet. And I will say this, in my small business, uh, the reason this made the cut over CRM is my Surface Pro 2. I know we're in the generation of Surface Pro 4, about to be rocking Surface Pro 5 probably in six months or so. Uh, but my Surface Pro 2 is one of my highest ROI devices ever in my training and consulting firm. And that says a lot. It's even a higher ROI than my actual base computer. I can believe that. You know, again, especially when we're on the go. I actually think it makes a lot of sense. I was expecting you to go in a totally different direction, I thought. What direction did you think I was going to I thought you were going to just start shilling for Microsoft. No. Then, so you did it. So. No, and I, you know, I, I do... Um, you know, I think if someone has, well, let's say they have a MacBook, we're recording on a MacBook right now, and if you have a MacBook, that's great, but you lose that pen and that touchability. So I would still say, even if you're diehard locked into Apple, um, if you can get that to work with a regular iPad, go for it. That's great if that works for you. Um, but I don't know. iPad Pro seems like a good thing if you're locked into Apple and travel a lot and have a small business and need all of the form factors, all of the input devices available to you at a moment's notice. So now we've come to, to the last selections on our list, and I have my, my number one here. Uh, and, and it's going to sound like I'm shilling here, but I have to be honest, an issue I have seen in so many small businesses is website design, mm. mobile website design. Oh, you're making me nervous. I've seen... My stomach's turning. So many companies either pay ridiculous sums of money to have a, a the equivalent of a modern GeoCity site <laughs> put together for them, and just embarrassing, um, or they pay, they do get a good step, they overpay, or they try to put together their own website, 
using a, an I am creator or what, what have you, there is just, it, it's incredible to me, and that's Duda. It is probably the most affordable and easiest platform I have ever seen for a business to get a mobile site with features, not just a, a oh, look, here's one page. So what but is that again, and how do you spell it? Duda, D-U-D-A. Okay. Um, again, they started off just doing feature-rich mobile sites, and here's the thing, the tool that they offer, coding free. So again, we're talking about ease of use for people who are not tech heads, and did, again, did, why did are they you listening to this if you're Well, did they come pay you? Because this, hey, I'm not getting a cut of this if this no, is a sponsorship. They haven't approached me. Um, again, mobile sites can be prohibitively very expensive for a business. This is not only that, but they when they started with mobile, code-free uh-huh. mobile development, tools for that. Now they do desktop sites too, but the best feature that this has, and this is what totally sells me on them, they have the ability to import content from your old site directly into new, slicker-looking, more modern websites. So when it comes time to upgrade mm-hmm. and update, they've made it even easier. This company is, it seemed like it was a best-kept secret for a little while. They host 5 million different websites right now. See, I'm not going to say I've ever heard of them. I haven't. Never they, heard of them. They host 5 should, million. Should we switch websites. over from our, from our blogger interface? You may want to. This is something I've just found out about this in the, in the last few months. Yeah. Uh, but again, a lot of the people I deal with are entrepreneurs and people who, again, they don't have the financial resources. Yeah. To have a professional web team working for them yet. Now, do you do this more in like a consulting and, and advising, or do you do this, this academically? Is, or this is both academically and so advising. you use this with students as well. I mentioned this to students. I also mention this to to people uh, in some of the industries I'm involved with now that are trying to figure out their web presence. Because again, I'm dealing with you know we talk about fax machines. Yeah, I'm dealing with people who still think a website is just you know kind of. Well, it's just my business card put on a, a uh, web page. It's just a brochure. Exactly. Yeah. So, Although, for them. can I can I tell you this? Can I admit something else? I'm going to admit all of my faults in this episode. So, I was having this trouble with a lot of websites. I mean, I should do an entire series of shows on apologies from a former you know web guy, which was what I used to do when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, somewhat into my mid 20s before I realized, hey, I'm not that great at it. Um, I should do a series on apologies from a former web guy because I was having some issue with pro- issues with properties that I run. I pulled them all. I initially pulled them all, and then I thought, you know, I do need at least some information. I need at least links to the social media. And I, right now, have a few sites running that are nothing, literally. They almost look like a business card set on a backdrop that are that style. And I know what you mean. They get the job done, but they're not going to drive new business. Right? The sites that I have those for aren't business drivers. They're just because someone needs to contact me. They know that's how to get my contact information. But when we're talking about small business, boy, you really need to step that up. You need to drive it. You need to have a place where your where your uh, important news can go. So for your releases, you need some type of blog and maintain that blog just so people can connect with you. And don't you know? Don't treat that blog like it's just opinion or here's my musings. Let people know what's going on in your business. Let people connect with you. It is. It's part of your digital footprint that you're leaving out there. Uh, I do want to mention, just to complete the whole show here, pretty much, and, and if the people that do to want to send me like a free t-shirt or something, that'd be nice. Well, you but, know, I was going to say, you should look you know, and see if they have any type of affiliate or a partner program, because you, you would make a good representative for them. The, the website is dudamobile.com. 
duda.com. Oh, Because okay. I believe if you put duda.com, you get like a excavation company or something. So okay. dudamobile.com. Again, it's one of those cases where, you know, we do these lists and I have a bunch of answers that are things I've known and used for years. And inevitably, what jumps up to the top of my list? Something brand new that yeah. I'm excited about. Well, that makes sense. So you apparently went in order. I did not go in order. I have one more. Are you ready for my last? This is the blockbuster. This is, oh, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to respond to this. Are you ready? I, I, I'm, I'm thinking Commodore 64. I wish. I'm thinking, you know, uh, a comfortable office chair. I'm oh, not sure. I didn't think about that. No. Um, and in fact, I was going to mention, my topic was going, or my last pick rather, was going to be a content management system for a website, and I'm glad I pulled that as well. Here is my final pick for what small businesses hold on, hold need. Hold on, before you do that, I have to point out, we do not ever talk about our picks or our lists in advance. And I think we've mentioned that before when we've done these lists. Yeah. But just because this is a case where literally you've dropped things that I had and whatnot, I want to point that out. We don't confer ahead of time. We could have had identical lists, and we just would have had to make a show right. out of that. And that's just how important these items are. All right, so no further ado, because I can say just a few words here. What I think every small business needs is a shredder. Wow. We had a show on security uh, one or two or so episodes ago, and I really think that when it comes to small business, let's say you collect information from a customer, you jot something down, shred it. You have some financial reports laying around. You're not going to file them. You're just going to trash them shred them, right? You don't want more information getting out into the world about your business, about your proprietary information, just even about you personally, if you want to go to that level. I do think that every small business that's being responsible, uh, first of all, I hope that you're being environmentally friendly and printing as, as little as possible. But then again, computers take power. So put some solar panels in or something. But um, a shredder, I, I really do think, is an absolute necessity. And I hate to go that basic. I hope it was already on your list if you're starting a business, but chances are it wasn't. It's one of those oversights that um, could could be a potential security risk. And at best, though, could be just an inconvenience of how do I, how do I destroy a document. And I think just to tag onto that, it's important to also point out here that some people immediately hear something like that, a shredder, mm -hmm. or they, they see some of those days where a Staples or an Office Max will have a, you know, a, a big shredding promotion, right. bring your things in and have them shredded. A lot of people think, oh, well, I don't deal in finance. I don't deal in stocks. I don't deal in – and they feel like there's only certain industries this somehow applies to, as if right. identity theft, idea theft, things like that, proprietary information doesn't exist in other fields. Right. It doesn't matter what business you're in. You have proprietary information, you have numbers, and you have items you don't want falling into anyone else's hands. And you want to securely dispose of those things. So a shredder, again, goes back to what I said earlier about an external hard drive or a laser jet printer. Again, it's not just about software tools here, and I know I was heavy on software tools, but it's about the hardware too. And a good shredder, which is not that expensive, Relatively speaking, no, no. you know, tell your under your, hundred your, bucks. Tell your friends to make that your uh, congratulations, your grand opening present. Tell them to buy you a good shredder. <laughs> All right. Well, see, I thought you were going to rip me thoroughly for that one. So thanks for going along with it, um, Christopher. Also, thanks for joining me today. It's been a pleasure sitting out here in the beautiful but warm Orlando sun. Uh, luckily, we're under some shade now, but uh, I say we stop recording and just kick back, get along with our day, and maybe find something to drink.
There you go. And don't worry, we'll be back soon. And, and more sci-fi is coming, I can guarantee it. Ooh, that, is that a promise or a threat? A little bit of both. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.